Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and my guest, Dr. Yvonne Thompson, an author, speaker, and teacher known for leading high-impact events. Dr. Thompson is a Fortune 500 professional who inspires people to use balance, freedom, and rest to find and enjoy a rich life free of stress. To further help the individual person seeking to grow in this way, Dr. Thompson has a new book, which will be part of our conversation. Can you sleep like this? In the rest of God. Dr. Yvonne Thompson, good morning. Thank you so greatly for taking the time to be with us this morning. Thank you, Kate, for having me on your show. Well, I am the one who really is grateful, and I believe our listeners will be as well, because we're going to be talking about your new book, Can You Sleep Like This? In the Rest of God. And all around this whole situation where, uh, not just because of this pandemic time where rest seems to be such a challenge, but just in general, you know, particularly in our society, we seem to be just on the go, running, 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 and uh, sleep seems to be elusive. And sometimes I know I, for quite some time, thought, well, you don't need a lot of sleep. I can function on less. Well, not so is the case. And um, so you coming from a similar sort of situation yourself, you were, you've uh, had the experience and thus you're at this point that you've written this book. Can you sleep like this in the rest of God? Right? Yes. Yes. I find that, that a lot of people, what's missing is that they don't recognize that there's a difference between rest and sleep. One can take time to rest and take a break and not actually sleep. And then sometimes you can go to sleep, but it's not actually a restful sleep because our minds still continue to be full with all the day's activities or life situations. And, you know, now I'm going to make it a little personal for a moment in that that restful sleep, often it happens on the nights, the morning hours before I have these interviews, these conversations, and I'm looking forward to them. I'm really anticipating them. But you know, so often I have a, a very rough night's sleep. I, I wake up hours before I really need to. So th- that's the difference, isn't it? I'm not sleeping, but I'm also not really getting rested. Right. And I think that that's the challenge with a lot of people. Like the example you gave is actually a little bit more positive because you're looking forward to something. But for a lot of people, it's based on stress or anxiety and even medical challenges that prevent or impact people's ability to sleep well or to even just get proper rest while sleeping. And some of it ties back to just trying to be proactive in the approach of incorporating it in one schedule, but even investigating reasons that impact the ability to to sleep. So in your own life, you were finding this, that uh, you were really packing in so much in a day that your career important career really demanded so much of you. And and then you had basically an epiphany and uh, realized that things needed to change. Can you share with us a bit of that story, which of course we can 
definitely uh, experience in your book, Can You Sleep Like This? Yes, thanks, Kate. That is a great question. And one of the reasons why I wrote the book is that working in corporate America as a CPA and a consultant for big four, uh, big four accounting firms, that I was all over the place. I was working sometimes upward of 70 hours a week, typically on average 55 to 60 hours a week, but sometimes up to 70. I was traveling across the country, sometimes flying from the East Coast to the West Coast, and just constantly on the on on the go and so in terms of knowing firsthand the hustle bustle and just often stressful environments many people work in we live in a performance culture and where there is just an obsession with productivity you know whether like the environment that i was in it was about making numbers bringing in revenue and just a focus on goals, meeting metric goals. And so there's a significant value that's always being put on being on the go and being active and being busy. And rest, for many, whether you it's a part of your job, corporate America, or whether juggling two or three jobs or just juggling family life and other obligations, rest is seen as countercultural. We try to add as much as we can in a day trying to get so many things done. And the media that we consume and the society we live in also encourages us to be busy and always moving. And so I just began to study on this when I just reached a point, and I, I talk about this, that if I were to resign or if I got fired or if something happened to me, they would just replace me. <laughs> they would just keep moving on and find someone else to fill my role. And so I said, well, I need to begin to focus more on what is it that I need to make my life be more balanced and have more rest that was not impacting me physically, emotionally, and mentally. And so that's really the starting point for any of us is really to take a look at where we are and how we can change this to bring it more into really critical word here, balance, right? Balance is, is yeah. important. Definitely. Uh, when we begin to basically have freedom, like incorporate the freedom to say no, that we say no to living an overburdened, overtired, and stress-filled life to one where we begin to pace ourselves and posture ourselves in a place of rest and balance. And I think that it's easy to see that we may come from a place of of actual fear. If I don't do this, they will get rid of me. Somebody else will do it. And and indeed, I think there's probably still a lot of people very anxious to kind of step in and prove themselves and, and do whatever it takes. So it really takes some courage, doesn't it, to step back and say, no, I need to get this balance. Yes, that is so true. That's a, a valid point, Kate. I know even a, a friend of mine at this time, she was evaluating a similar situation, the same example that you're speaking of, where she's on the partner track, but when it's back, was struggling with just obligations, metrics, and things like that, feeling a bit overburdened and stressed. She has two children, 
And she had to make the hard decision of should she continue to go on the trajectory she was in or to take a sabbatical. And she chose to take a sabbatical. And I share with her that took significant courage for her to put her and her family first and focus on what she felt was needed at that time in order to uh, build capacity, build capacity for if she to go back or she decides to do something else, but putting herself in a position where she's building capacity, where she's taking care of herself and her family first. And that courage really, I think, comes into the second part of the title um, of Can You Sleep Like This? The Rest of God is finding, having that trust, that faith, that when we get that balance in, in really taking care of ourselves and our families, that we will ultimately be taken care of. Yes. The Can You Sleep Like This and the Rest of God, it's an in-depth study on the value and principles of rest as a spiritual discipline, that when people find faith, faith, and in, for me, faith in God, it explores and teaches why we first need to physically rest, and then how physical rest and self-care, how it's directly linked to our spiritual rest and the condition of our soul, where we're actually building capacity proactively and intentionally focused on resting, on uh, incorporating it as a discipline in our life, whether we take one day a week or a half a day, but taking that time consistently and disciplining ourselves from a physical perspective. So then now when we take that physical rest, we we can now have time for reflection, time for celebration with our family or to do things that we enjoy. But that rest is ordained by God, and it's a reward that he's given to us to enjoy. And if we are people of a faith, of a spiritual um, life, this may begin to be something that we can do. It may take some effort. But if someone perhaps doesn't have that faith— what is your recommendation about how to seek that because of how it is critical in having this kind of full picture of our life? Yes, I think that faith is key to restoring inner peace, but I feel like when we focus or have something else other than ourselves that we draw strength from, I feel like we are finite beings with limited capacity and restrictions in our physical, emotional, and spiritual ability. But when our confidence and faith is in something bigger than ourselves, then it it facilitates the process for enjoying the blessing and reward of, of rest that's been given to us. So sometimes these things can be incorporated. For example, I talk in Can You Sleep Like This? about being still or meditation, proactively taking time to just rest. Rest meaning it could be a nap, it could be, you know, doing something with family or for friends, but just moving away from constantly being on the go, 
constantly working, doing chores, even just familial obligations or volunteer uh, work or things that we're involved in are still work, but really taking that time where we're just being still, meditating, and trying to just reset. Even our bodies at night when we sleep, it goes through a restorative process of repairing our, our tissues, our muscles are being rebuilt. It's going through this restorative process while we sleep. And so when we're awake and we take time to rest, to be still, we're able to reflect, to meditate, to just think about things and reset ourselves in order to go back and face the (laughs) onslaught of work and other things uh, that we have to um, focus on. So it's important to, to, create this space to do that, whether, as you said, part of a day, uh, a whole day, and and kind of begin to structure it. Uh, and it probably takes some doing, I think, just to uh, really help persons along to know that it's not just, oh, I'm going to schedule this time and it'll be fine. There needs to be a little more... Um, looking at the structure of it, right? Whether it is um, taking a nap, whether it is meditation, with meditation, maybe here, um, I was looking at on your website, and you have your blog, that there you have uh, sharing like a a, a short anecdote, and then some questions. So it's, it could be that sort of an opportunity to help guide us, right? Yes, I think that so many people are suffering from tea, stress, depression, insomnia, sleeplessness for various reasons, and they try to achieve peace on their own with quick fixes or by self-medicating. And these are just temporary fixes to ease the pain, provide comfort, or to like temporarily block out the ability to think about what it is that they're undergoing or suffering from. But it really takes a disciplined new mindset and fresh viewpoint to turn around these habits and beliefs that we've created around rest, especially living in a busy, obsessed culture. We have to, it's discipline. It takes effort, as you say, it's of, of discipline, new mindset that we say on a weekly basis, I am going to put this time, some people, if you live by calendar, to schedule it, but to just be intentional, proactive. And that could be reading, reading a devotional, you know, reading some positive literature. We're inundated with so much negative things from the news, from the media. And how are we building ourselves back up, right? Putting positive things back in us, things that are uplifting, encouraging, that focus on positive things that produce less stress and less anxiousness so that we can be in a posture of rest when we take that time to be still and to to meditate or do things that we care about and enjoy. And you mentioned something that I think is such a big thing that goes on in our life today uh, with watching the media, whether it's social media, those kinds of connections, the amount of time that is spent the, and what it can do to our psyche, to our soul, 
needing to really look at that as scheduling time that, yes, you can do that, but there needs to be that break. Otherwise, we drown in it. Yes, that's so true. We are so bombarded with just a plethora of info from the media, news sources, and it often seems like the majority of it is negative. If they share a positive story, it may be the last 30 seconds after we just hear all the doom and gloom. And it's not to undervalue what people are going through, but if we're constantly listening and subjecting ourselves to it, then how are we also on the other side in building ourselves up or feeding ourselves positive information? Yes. So that's the message here is to really get conscious about that and courageous, as you mentioned about your friend, to see what it is that we need to do to have that balance and that to bring the peace into our life, because it is possible. We're we're making choices about this, aren't we? Yes, agreed. I'm glad that you said that, Kate, because it's all about choices. What do we choose to do? Do we choose to put in that 16-hour day, or are we? do we choose to take a break? Now, some people have circumstances because of finances, why they have to maybe work a lot. But even in making those decisions, taking a step back and saying, okay, how can I accomplish something similar? Or maybe I remember when I was in I think it was grad school, and my finances were not that great because I was a single parent and trying to uh, juggle part-time jobs and also uh, go to school, go to grad school. And one of the things that I had to make a decision about was when I looked at my expenses versus my income, and I knew I needed to reduce my expenses based on my income. And I had to decide to take a roommate. Right. It wasn't something that I really wanted to do, but it was a choice that I made in order to put myself in a position where I was no longer no longer juggling three or four part time jobs while taking classes. But if I took a roommate, then maybe I could at that time only do one part time job while I was still taking classes. So it is all about choices and sometimes making sacrifices for a longer set goal or for our improved benefit and self-care. That Oh, that is such a, a great story and, and insight because it it's the kind of the counterpoint to how there's a message that comes through about, you know, having to have all of this and having to uh, look a certain way and have the right kind of car or outfit, that sort of thing. Again, that comes down to the choices and being in control rather than someone else kind of pulling our strings. Yes, we have to really begin to evaluate what is important. And, you know, going back to the information, the news, the sources of information that we consume, what is important versus what is important to someone else? What is valuable and our health is valuable, our ability to rest and sleep is valuable, and making choices that enhances the benefit and the value of having proper rest and proper self-care because it impacts 
how productive we are, how fruitful we are, and just having better balance in our life, how we approach our family, our jobs, and other things that we may be involved in. But if we're constantly in a mode of stress and anxiety because we're trying to keep up with what we see, even from a personal standpoint, then it it just adds to the stress. So we we have to begin to evaluate and make choices what's really important. Exactly. And that's why this conversation with the work that you're doing with your book, Can You Sleep Like This, really is an opportune time to take a look at this and really make these decisions. I think this last year and a half going on to two years soon has been really a time to to be able to do that. I mean, granted, there's been the additional stress, you know, we can sometimes feel that pressure weighing down on us. But it's also a time that I think a lot of people have been taking to evaluate what really is important in, in each of our lives. Agreed. And it is so important that we take time for self. And as I shared, we have to be intentional with building capacity in our schedule where we're taking time to rest, doing things that we enjoy, but doing it without the distraction or busyness of work, chores, obligations, or being on our phone. You know, sometimes you go in a restaurant and people are sitting eating a meal and they're on their phone while they're eating with friends, you know, even though they're in the company of friends or or family and everyone's on their phone. So doing things that we enjoy, but doing it without the distraction of all these other noises, quote unquote, and where we're really taking time for ourselves. You know, I talk about in the book how there are times that I would leave out of family functions or be on vacation on my computer. We would do tours during the day. And at night I would go back to the hotel and be on my computer trying to respond to emails or doing work that partners were requesting or clients. And it just was a horrible habit so that when I came back from vacation, I still was tired because I really was not taking time for myself and taking a proper vacation because I was still working every night in the hotel while I was supposedly on vacation. And so, Dr. Thompson, you finally had this time, this epiphany, where you realized, look what I'm doing to myself. Basically, I'm I'm putting words into your mouth. But you you <laughs> did that. You ch- you made a change, and. You're here to tell us about the book you've written in this time. You've, you are a consultant. Would You would say, right, that your life is so much better. I I agree. I Because it's something that I am disciplined. It takes effort. There's plenty of times that I fall back and I'm not perfect. But what I am is honest with myself to say, this is important, this is valuable, this is a blessing and a reward that when I do rest, when I do take time for self, I'm always refreshed after. I'm always reset in terms of my perspective, my thoughts, being fresh insights about whatever project or next activity that I am approaching. And so I discipline myself where I'm putting time in my my schedule consistently for uh, 
I say rest, but for myself, whether it's out with friends, going to the movies, going out of town. But then I'm also other things because sometimes, you know, we're human, right? If we have a lot of things going on, just little things, not taking my work with me in my bed at night. Sometimes people work in their bed. Sometimes people are watching TV. And if you read information from like the National Sleep Foundation or the Mayo Clinic, they talk about that your bed should only be used for sleep. So that you're conditioning your yourself and your body and your mind that when you go to bed, you're going to sleep. So there was other practical habits that I had to change, like not working in bed or talking on the phone or watching TV. I don't have a TV in my room because all those things keep you your mind alert. And so that when you're trying to sleep, it's like it, your your mind is still going because you were just watching a, an action movie or a thriller, <laughs> right? So yes. there's different things that we can do. And another thing that they suggest is actually winding down prior to going to bed. So you stop doing whatever it is you're doing, working or uh, watching TV and listening to music. like And so other things that you can do to help begin the process of rest is like listening to mute, soft music, uh, maybe reading a, a book that's not a suspenseful novel. You know, so there's other things that we can actually do to help wind us down and start the process for going to, to bed. And it really begins with making that decision making the choice yes. of how we're going to approach this and probably be gentle with ourselves uh, somewhat in the process, right? Agreed. Like we, sometimes I'm so hard on myself, but then it is a process. It's discipline, effort, and a process. And we continue to improve, make tweaks, what works with each of us individually and progress from there. So we have these words of insight and wisdom, but let's mention that your book is available, Can You Sleep Like This in the Rest of God? And uh, an easy way is to get this is, of course, through any of our favorite book sources. And by going to your website, you can, we can be directed to those as well, correct? If your listeners would like to uh, continue to continue the conversation, they can Go to my website. They can buy the book, Can You Sleep Like This? and the Rest of God. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Apple Books, and other booksellers. They can also follow links from my website, elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I, elici.org. Or you can just put my name in, Yvonne Thompson with an E, Yvonne Thompson with an E, and if it's easier to remember that way. I can also be followed on social media. Excellent. So all of these ways to uh, connect with you, Dr. Yvonne Thompson, so that we can really look at our life and know that we are the ones that are creating it to be all that it can be. And, uh, and certainly rest is a big part of that in order to really uh, come closer to this awareness, right? Yes. Okay. That's so important. We have to take time for ourselves. We are more productive, more fruitful when we are intentional, disciplined, and proactive in building capacity in our schedule and taking time to rest and enjoy what has been given to us as a reward. 
Well, I really appreciate that this has become your focus because it is so critically important to each and every one of us. And with your insights this morning, sharing your stories and further insights, uh, I think that you're helping us take these steps along the way for our own journey. So thank you so greatly for the work that you're doing and certainly for taking time with us this morning, Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Thank you for your time today, Kate. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dr. Yvonne Thompson and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Wayne Applewhite. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast. It's on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of considering the very basic things we can do in our life to make it more peaceful. Have a week of the same. And then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 1069. Good morning.